We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast presented by Twisted T. I'm Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our National College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. Thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel at CFB Nation, if you have time to leave a review on Apple, that would be great. If you have time to leave some comments and a like on the YouTube channel, that would be great. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. They have a tremendous lineup of podcasts and great stories at irishbreakdown.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi. Keep an eye on the main sporting news account at Sporting News. For those of you watching on the YouTube channel, you can see we have a third man in the booth, a three-man booth today, special guest Matt Fortuna. Matt, thanks for coming on our show. Guys, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's exciting times. I mean, obviously, football is right around the corner, but we've been pretty busy in our own little <laughs> world right here with realignment and, and, and my backyard, Chicago, with, with Northwestern coverage lately. But never a dull moment in this uh, crazy, lovable sport of college football. Unbelievable. So, yeah, Matt, Matt has, for those of everyone uh, who doesn't know, Matt has covered college football for six years at ESPN, six years at The Athletic before launching his own college football site for this season at a very dull time in the offseason, apparently, uh, for you. Uh, the new site is called The Inside Zone and has basically everything you've come to expect from Matt National Coverage with tons of sourcing, good interviews, breaking news. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, 
and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This will be a two-part podcast with part one focusing on the, the realignment news from last week. And then part two, we're getting into uh, Notre Dame football since Matt's very connected to that program. But uh, first, uh, you know, how did you decide to start this venture? And then uh, the timing of it is crazy. And tell everybody how they can subscribe. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I texted athletic director last week just – you know, during the chaos of everything. And I got a media reply saying, I don't comment on these things, but congratulations on the start of the site. It's kind of like Rolling Stone launching right when the Beatles came out. I, I said, thanks. I don't know if we're, we're making it that big here just yet, but uh, it definitely was encouraging to see a, a good reader response and to, to have a lot to write about uh, the week of our launch. The, the website's called The Inside Zone with Matt Fortuna. You can subscribe uh, for either $6 a month or $50 a year at InsideZoneMF.com. Uh, and it's been really exciting so far. Um, you know, we've all been in this business a long time. You guys still have your hair. I don't, which might be why I'm wearing a hat right now. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's exciting to kind of be your own boss for lack of a better term. Um, you know, the, the media landscape is changing so much. I think the media world has gotten flatter in a lot of ways. And by that, I mean, um, look, I was very fortunate to have great editors and great colleagues and, and great backing of places like ESPN and the athletic, but, but I don't know if you necessarily need that anymore. Uh, in this climate. I think if, if you've established yourself and if most importantly, if you've established enough sources and enough contacts, t- excuse me, contacts in whatever uh, sport or, or, or uh, field you're covering, um, the readership and, and the contacts are going to follow you there. And so, look, this is a bit of an experiment. It's a bit of a risk by me. I mean, I, I've seen a number of people do this kind of out of necessity and they've all had success with it, which was certainly um, encouraging. Uh, but, but, but for me, it just felt like the right time. Um, you know, I, I, I had again, a great six year run at the athletic. I was in the room when we built that thing, that college football arm from the ground up uh, back when we were called the all American uh, in the summer of 2017. So uh, I had a lot of personal equity and sweat equity in, into that place. And it was awesome to get in there at the ground level and watch it grow into the behemoth it's become. But I just felt like it was time for a change and I'm excited to, to, to kind of, you know, work on my own terms, so to speak it, it believe me I, on Friday, when the news was breaking by the minute, it seemed like uh, it, it was very liberating to just get up there, write what I want to write, 
when I write when I wrote it and not get on the phone with a million different people about who's writing what and I'm hearing this what are you hearing um, it, it was it was refreshing in that regard so I'm excited and I think the the readers will uh, will hopefully see that reflected in the work product yeah Matt you're uh, and I can speak from my end I've known Matt for several years been in the scrums with him been at we were in India a few weeks ago he is for our listeners he's definitely one of the good guys and and so here's my question you know as somebody that's done this at Sporting News for several years and kind of been not like a, a solo act because I do a bill as an editor, but uh, you know, like in terms of covering the entire nation, you know, what is your goal and you know, what is some of the unique things that you think you'll bring at inside zone? Uh, yeah, National college football never, never sleeps. As we all learned the hard way last week, I'm located in Chicago, as you guys know, like I, I covered when I was at ESPN, Notre Dame was my primary beat for six years. And I had a podcast uh, on the athletic platform uh, focus on earning football that uh, I can't say a whole lot right now, but we are aiming to bring back a new version of that uh, in time for, for kickoff a couple weeks from now in Dublin when Notre Dame plays Navy. So certainly like the Midwest, big 10, Notre Dame is my bread and butter. That's where I probably have the most contacts, contact, yeah, contact, excuse me, and, and know the most, but I, I'm looking to do as much as humanly possible, uh, whether that's Pac-12 expansion or contraction, uh, going down to Nashville for SEC media days a couple weeks ago. I was at every power conference media days except for big 12. Uh, last month, I went to Mountain West as well because they were in Las Vegas at the same time uh, that the Pac-12 was as well. So uh, I'm on the road a lot. I've always loved going on the road. I love getting on planes. I love going to whether it's a, a random college town for a big game or uh, you know it's, it's something as, as as banal as a, a hotel conference or for for an AD meeting or something of the sort. Um, I, I like trying to get as close to the action as humanly possible, and I think through that through college football playoff meetings with all the commissioners, most of which take place in Chicago. Um, I've been able to develop a lot of contacts over the years, and I think I have a very good pulse on what the conversations are at the highest levels of college football. And again, as we see, uh, something that might seem like just an Dame or Big Ten story can very quickly become a Pac-12 or ACC story as well. I mean, as we talk right now, you know, the ACC is having their own uh, get-together right now to talk about potential westward expansion, which was something that, I never saw happening. I'm still not sure I see happening, uh, but but a few hours from now, we'll see how dated that line proves to be. But there's never a dull moment in this sport. Uh, I think everything is connected in that way. Everything affects the other, um, whether it's happening to your program or not, it's going to have an effect on your program. Uh, and I'm trying to be there for, for all of it. So before we get into all the realignment chaos from, from last week and then potentially this week, we, we have a, a weekly f- feature on the show, it's called Trochi Trivia, and I try to stump Bender, but I will let you and Bender go head-to-head at the end of the show for this question. We're going to go back to 2011, your first year at ESPN, okay? And in an honor of all the realignment, can you name the conference that these five teams were in in 2011? So you might want to get a pencil. Uh, the um, we'll, do, we'll revisit at the end of the show. Can you name the conference in 2011 these five teams were in? Louisville, Boston College, Missouri, TCU, and SMU. Well, you guys can go head-to-head at the end of it. And Bill is almost undefeated on these trivia questions. I'm just, I'm just warning you, Matt. Bill is almost undefeated on these trivia questions. So. Uh, we'll I, see I got, what happens. We're going, at, we're going at the. All right, we'll go at the end. I'm just writing them down now, and I, I think I've got them all. But I don't want to speak. Right. I just finished Immaculate Grid right before I got on here. 
which is you know the, the game that's taken over all of yes. our times lately. Only, yes. only seven out of nine this morning in baseball, so I'm a little disappointed in myself, but hopefully I'll bounce back with a five out of five performance here. So let's start with the Big Ten expansion, then we can talk about possible ACC expansion, I guess. You know, where put me put me in in the Big Ten shoes. What are they getting out of Washington and Oregon? They've already at 16, they already had a lot of money. They apparently saw that as a discount type of thing or whatever, but um, you know, in the process, they destroyed a conference that they had a partnership with for 100 years. So they had to weigh all that, and it seems like they weighed it in about 48 hours because Tuesday it seemed like they weren't interested, and 48 hours worth of Zoom calls later, it was done. So take us through that. That's what I love about this Madding sport, right? Like what's true right now might not be true three hours from now. And in the case of Big Ten expansion <laughs> – uh, that was like that timeline on steroids. I mean, even Bill, you know, I saw you right. at Big Ten and uh, Tony Petiti spoke at a press conference podium on day one. Later that night, Colorado left the Pac-12 for the Big 12. I sat down with Tony Petiti the next morning and I said, hey, I know you said what you said about expansion. You know, things are different now. What do you think? And he didn't want to get too far into it because the move hadn't officially happened yet, but he certainly left an opening. Like, whereas before it was our full focus is on USC and UCLA's integration. With me, it was my responsibility to make the Big Ten as strong as possible and to build off our traditions. And it, it definitely left a lot of wiggle room. And again, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I sat there and said, oh, that means they're adding next week, because uh, that certainly wasn't what I was thinking. But I definitely thought the possibility was there. Now, look, Kevin Warren, the old Big Ten commissioner, wanted to do this last year. And I think a lot of people have, have brought that point up within the past week and have wondered what changed. And, and what changed essentially was, one, I, there wasn't a whole lot of appetite last time around beyond USC and UCLA, nor was there this time, frankly, at least from some of the Blue Bloods. Uh, there wasn't a sense that Oregon and Washington were value adds. And, and you know, for, for all of George Klavkov's faults, you know, he, he had intimated as much over the past year and saying, like, I'm not worried about them leaving. If they want to leave, they would have left by now because someone would have taken them. Um but a lot changed. I mean, the Pac-12 went from being the Conference of Champions to maybe a conference that doesn't exist very, very quickly. And it, it, it's sad to put it in that those terms, but that's the reality of the situation. Uh, Brett Yormark, the new Big 12 commissioner, has, has made no bones about his kind of uh, world domination goals in the college football world. And, and he's gone about doing that by annexing a, a good part of the West Coast and bringing them under the Big 12 umbrella right now. And I think as those plates started to move, uh, the Big Ten was looking at this sort of as a game of chess, right? I mean, in, in one respect, they're probably patting themselves on the back saying, well, Oregon Washington have nowhere to go. We'll bring you in. We'll, we'll, we'll be good big brothers to, to the Pac-12, and we'll give you a home. And by the way, you've got USC and UCLA here with you, so you won't be strangers. On the other hand, and I'd love to get the tic-tac of the play-by-play that went from Thursday night to Friday morning because we've seen multiple Pac-12 presidents come out in recent days and give their version of events and, and give their version of what was on the table uh, from the PAC 12 and Apple TV and how likely that deal was to be signed. But that's in keeping with what I was, what I was hearing in real time, which was essentially everyone went to bed Thursday night thinking the PAC 12 is going to be safe. And they woke up Friday morning and I hate to make everything a succession analogy, but Kendall goes in there Friday morning, George Cobb to, to assume the throne and save the day. And we get to Oregon and Washington at the end of the table and it's, eh, and they're off to the big 10. And I'm sure there was some hardball going on between both sides, because again, we saw reports leaking out from the big 10 overnight saying they're no longer interested in Oregon, Washington before they ended up taking them later that afternoon. 
Uh, and then when I found out that Oregon, Washington were only getting $30 million their first years uh, for the Big Ten revenue share-wise, I thought, holy cow, that, that's a steal for the Big Ten financially. Because, again, a lot of the Blue Bloods did not see the need to expand to that part of the country for those brands, given how much money was already at stake and how much money the Big Ten was already making with their new TV deal. But when you could get those two teams, those two really good teams, at 50%, because at the end of that, that current deal, which starts this year for the Big Ten, we're talking upwards of 60 to $70 million per school in 2029, 2030. So and, when, just not to interrupt, but when you said, yeah. so they get half, they get, you know, that discount at half, half the, you know, 50% of what they could have to pay. Who benefits from that? The rest of the schools in the conference, are they going to make more money because those two schools are in there because they're playing them less? Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They're not, they're not cutting any slice of the pie. They're not diluting their own pile by adding two brands that maybe wouldn't attract as much television revenue as, say, USC and UCLA. So it's not costing Big Ten schools anything to add these schools, at least in the short term. Uh, and I think that's ultimately what got this deal over the top. And let's face it, I mean, I, we, we've all said it amongst ourselves. We've probably all said it out loud at some point or another. This was 100% Fox-driven. Uh, this was Fox expanding the Big Ten and Big 12, its primary properties, delivering a death blow to the Pac-12, who it no longer has any use for, and, and, and strengthening their their power struck, power hold on the college football universe. I mean, uh, there were reports early last week saying there were four Pac-12 teams possibly going to the Big Ten, Stanford and Cal among them. And uh, again, when you talk about academics, when you talk about university presidents, the people voting on these decisions, there's certainly a, a pat ourselves on the back. We're going to be high and mighty and noble and throw Cal and Stanford a lifeline and, and get a foothold into Silicon Valley and up our academic profile if we bring those two pretty modest brands aboard, right? And, and from my understanding, Fox just couldn't get on board with that because those two were not going to be value adds for the Big Ten. So Oregon and Washington are at this price. And 
what do you know? We they just came out. There was a flex protect plus scheduling model or whatever it was for next year. Uh, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board a little bit with that because they got two new two new big boys on the block in 2024. Well, that's what I was going to get into. Couple questions, and I one will the Big Ten and Fox come around on Stanford and Cal and push this thing to 20? I mean, I pointed out on Twitter that hey man, Stanford last 15 years has a better record than Michigan. Like, and I know Michigan had some downtimes, but you're not dealing with a program that's like bad Andrew Luck McCaffrey they're done some tough times now that's one and then two we have an article at SN today about well I said well if you're gonna have 18 go to a 10 game conference schedule um get rid of this flex protect plus plus minus whatever they're calling it and seven play seven teams every other year play three protected rivals Penn State and Ohio State can play each other again that's a big topic here in Columbus Matt and um we go from there. I mean, would you be on board with 10 game conference schedule? I maybe just push the sec a little more, say we're playing 10. Now you're playing eight. As a fan. Absolutely. Uh, And I have to imagine there would be more TV revenue. If these teams were playing each other more now, I'll be interested when Notre Dame presumably re-ups with NBC. And I, I say that because they just hired the NBC sports president as their athletic director. So I imagine that's the direction they're trending in. Uh, with NBC now being a part of the Big Ten package, uh, what kind of behind-the-scenes maneuverings are there in the sense of, hey, Notre Dame, we'll give you X if you schedule X number, Y number of Big Ten games that we could put on our platform as well? Uh, those are the conversations I always find fascinating. The, the, the I scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of, kind of nature that happens in this sport uh, a, a lot. I mean, Bill, you mentioned Ohio State, Penn State, and yeah, I say this as a Penn State grad. The running joke was James Franklin always said we're unrivaled, and, and that by definition was true because the, the Big Ten decided Penn State has no true rival and therefore will not be facing Michigan Ohio State every single year the way they do in the current division format. Now, competitively, that probably benefits them. Financially, it probably hurts them because that's one awesome home game they get every year that's now to the wayside. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the more conference games at this point, the better. Um, I don't think anyone wants to see, uh, you know, Penn State play Temple every year, even though that used to be a, a decent sure. enough regional rivalry in Ohio State, Ohio, or, or, or you name it. Uh, I would be completely on board with that. Now, the Big Ten was the first to go to nine conference games way back when, and the coaches were not in favor of this. Uh, I don't believe the administrators were in favor. Of it. This was a Jim Delaney move, and it was designed to, as I mentioned earlier, maximize TV revenue. And during the search that ultimately landed Tony Petiti uh, as conference commissioner, I remember talking to, to coaches around the Big Ten saying, what, what are you looking for? I know you're not going to really have a say in this thing. I know it's probably going to be a guy none of us have ever heard of before. But what do you want as a football coach, a commissioner? And one of the, the, the common answers I got back was, we need a, a clarity. Do we want to make the most money or do we want to win the most national championships? And I said, don't those things go hand in hand? And he said, not necessarily. Not when – you know, we're playing conference games the week before Thanksgiving and the SEC is playing an in-state FCS foe. Uh, you know, the SEC, I'm not, I don't say this to say the SEC is the best conference because they are, but let's face it, like they create an easier path for themselves when they have four non-conference games. I mean, look at Georgia's schedule this year. I know it's not entirely their their fault or they're doing. Um, you know, some of that was due to the annexation of, of, of Oklahoma and Texas from the Big 12. But, like, Georgia's non-conference schedule is a joke this year. And we're talking about the two-time defending national champions. And, you know, Michigan's is this year as well in the Big Ten. But the Big Ten historically has challenged itself more 
out of conference and in conference by having an extra conference game. And when you see the SEC basically punting that conference game conversation down the road for another year, uh, whether they're going to go to nine when they're already in a 16-team conference, I I think that gives everyone pause to – not rush into something so soon when they don't know what the unintended consequences will be, especially when we're talking about next year being the start of the 12 team college football playoff. And we don't fully know what the committee is going to value, right? Are are they going to put in a nine and three Michigan team because they played an extra conference game or two extra conference games versus uh, an 11 and one team from a weaker conference. I think that remains to be seen. And, And ultimately, we have to find out what the, the new committee, the new format is going to value uh, before we decide if you want to add conference games. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. The rules, and I joke with this with Bill all the time, there was three rules to the four-team era. It was one you had, well, one got broken once, and it was be from a power conference. Yeah. And Cincinnati broke that rule. It was if you go undefeated, you're in from a power conference, and then don't lose twice because that's the one they – there's, I was talking to Jacob Hester about this a couple days ago. I brought up, I was like, there has never been a two-loss team in the college football playoff. So you can dance around schedule talk. You know this is a Penn State grad. I mean, 2016, that pit loss kept them out of the playoff, literally. So, um, and he said, well, there's been a two-loss national champion. Yeah, I was going to say, he's very kind of He said, <laughs> Jacob was the one to say that. Well, he and I was like, yeah, I know you were a fullback on that team. So, uh, um, you know, so I think that is what, the experimentation will be what is what are the rules to the 12 team playoff but if it were me and i was tony petiti i would push it to 10 and then dare the sec to change their schedule and say we're playing 10 we're doing it our way and then i think they would get more favor in some of the the nine and three wisconsin versus the nine and three tennessee argument i'm taking the big 10 team that played more conference games i agree with you in sentiment and in theory i I don't know if Reality will dictate that. And right. I say that because we look at uh, post-2018, right, when Ohio State was 12-1. and one, That was Urban Myers last year. Uh, their one loss was a blowout to Purdue. And, like, it wasn't even a discussion are the right. Buckeyes getting into the playoff, which is pretty – like, five years removed from it, you look back, you think one loss Ohio State team, uh, you know, loaded NFL roster. They weren't even in the discussion for the playoff despite having just one blemish on, the, on, on their schedule. Now, again – they were lucky to beat Maryland that year. They had, they had a lot of close calls throughout that year, and clearly there wasn't something right internally with that program. But but that was the year that prompted then Commissioner Jim Delaney to basically go on a, a media crusade and say, like, this isn't right. We got to do something about the current system because it's not uh, valuing what we intended for it to value. So uh, it, I, I was always – everything these, these guys have made have been short-sighted, right? It's been short-term money grabs. We, we saw it last week with conference realignment. We see it, you know, we saw it with uh, last August, I believe it was the night of the Friday before the first Saturday of the season when they announced we're actually going to go to the 12-team playoff. They cannot get out of their own ways when it comes to just making news off the field, whether that's good or bad. The the part that was fascinating to me once they finally unveiled a four-team playoff back ahead of 2014 was after one year they thought, you know what, being number five, that's really exclusionary. Like, and there are five of us. There are five power conferences right now. We, we really underestimated what that would do to your brand. And we saw the Big 12 immediately start a Big 12 championship game just basically as, as a result of a one-year sample size. And I just think, one, they should have thought of that. I mean, right. four spots for five conferences, like we can all do math. Two, I just don't know what they're going to decide that they, they aired in, you know, a year or two from now when we 
see that first 12 team playoff field and we see who was included, who was excluded and, and what the committee ultimately valued that year. All right. Well, let's uh, cut it off there. Uh, part one of our, of our two part podcast and uh, stay tuned for part two. We'll get into some ACC. We'll get into some Notre Dame and we'll get into the Fortuna Bender trivia head to head challenge. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.